it's Shelly with Emerge Marketing Solutions. This Lent, we are being called to listen to God's plans for us. How are you inviting God into your daily life? Is it through a daily routine, prayer, friendship, or forgiveness? If you're at a crossroads and struggling with the direction you should take in life, ask God for His strength, support, and guidance. Help us to listen to that gentle voice within. Prepare us to emerge strengthened. Good morning, everyone. Today is day 15, and we learn in the gospel today about the parable of the tenant. Um, But I also read through the um, first reading as well, and that spoke to me in some certain ways that um, I really liked as well. So I'm going to reflect on that uh, today as well. So let's begin in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear Lord, thank you for continuing to guide us on this journey. Despite all the things happening in our world on a daily basis, bring us back closer to you. Help us to focus on your vision for our lives. Help us to trust in you and pray to you for the protection of others. Help us to know that we are being called to serve you and to listen to your word. As we listen to you, we can find guidance and comfort in our daily lives and help us to prepare to emerge strengthened so that we can then be like that mustard seed and spread throughout the world with our faith. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, everyone. Having been Friday, as you know, with these readings, um, our book, Rediscover the Saints, kind of stops for a bit, and we focus more on the gospel readings as we head into the weekend. And so today's readings, um, the first reading and the gospel, are about um, ways that people betrayed other people. And um, in the first reading, we learn about Joseph, and it doesn't say it specifically, but if you've seen the musical or heard of Joseph and the coat of many colors, this, I believe, is the story there where his brothers were envious of the things that Joseph had gotten, and so therefore they decided to hurt him um, and to throw him in the cistern uh, and keep him away from everything else in life because they thought that would be their way to pay him back. Um, so that he would get what he deserved in their minds, and they would get the inheritance. The same is true of our gospel reading. And the gospel reading is the parable of the tenant. And so we learn about how they're um, supposed to be taking care of the vineyard. And as they're supposed to be taking care of the vineyard, um, they get upset with the person, they realize that the one son that is sent is the one that is going to inherit uh, everything. And so they don't like that, and so they set out to kill him. But God says to us, or in the reading it says to us, the stone that the builders rejected will be the cornerstone. By the Lord has this been done, and it is wonderful in our eyes. And so think about that. Um, We've also heard in the readings that um, for um, those that I create, I'm creating this world for the least of these. And so even though that one person that has been rejected or betrayed or pushed away That's who this kingdom is being built for. And it's being built for anyone who uh, is willing to live out their faith and and live their life through God and Christ. And so if you feel like you're being oppressed um, or facing suffering and it's undue to you, that you shouldn't receive that, know that God has a plan for you as well. 
And because for God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that everyone who believes in him might have eternal life. No matter what your denomination, no matter what your daily sins are or what your past is, he wants you. And so we think about that. We are being called to tend to the vineyard that God has given us. Our life that, uh, that we're living, we're being called to tend to that vineyard. But there are times that people come into our lives and we tend to push them out, that we don't necessarily want to listen to them or hear what they have to say. But we have received the word of God to, to know that we need to love and serve them and help them to become closer to God. So it's each of our responsibility to help one another um, get to heaven and to do what's right uh, in God's eyes. But how many times does do secular things step into our way? Things that we want, things that we need. We want to make more money. We want to have more things and more stuff. And we envy or have jealousy towards um, some lives that other people are living. But instead of letting that creep into our world, how can we focus on sharing God's love with one another? Because that is something that can't be taken away from us. That is something that God loves to have for us and wants us to have. Um, and, and then we have to think about how are we going to tend to that? Just like a vineyard or any garden, if you will, if you plant the seed and leave it, what are the chances it will grow? Well, if we're lucky enough to have good weather and have rain uh, and you have good nutrients in your soils, you might raise a, a de decent crop. However, as you're raising that, if you don't tend to the weeds that creep in, the weeds are going to grow. I don't know about you, but have you ever planted a garden and not tended to it, not taken care of it? Those weeds can grow taller than me, and I know that from experience. <laughs> Our first garden we had here, those weeds were taller than the corn was. Um, so we have to constantly tend to our garden, tend to our vineyard. And even though those things like weeds that might come in, we're plucking them and, and taking them out. But that doesn't mean that we're going to betray them or kill them or stone them when it comes to people. That means that we have to tend to them as well, to help them hear God's word, to help them to sit in God's love. Um, and even if that, those weeds or sin has infiltrated our lives, know that we can get back to growing in God's love and God's word, uh, just like the vineyard. So let's jump back to that first reading and talking about Joseph um, with the coat of many colors. The brothers were jealous of him, so much so that they wanted to kill him. But they decided to save him, and they just threw him in that dry cistern. So it was dry. He just had no food or water. And so they threw him in there, and they <clears throat> thought, okay, if we throw him in here, we can get the inheritance. We can have that coat of many colors. We can have the things that, that are, we are supposed to receive in life. How many of you feel like there's certain things in life you should have that you're entitled to? We're entitled to nothing besides God's love. And when we sit in God's love and, and celebrate his love, we can then become closer to him and help one another. So as God tells us that this world is made for the least of these, what are we doing to care for all of those in our communities and beyond? 
How are we using the gifts that we've been given not to shut them out, not to throw something in a dry cistern and let it sit and rot, but we're, we're going to use those things, those gifts that we've been given to help fulfill others, to help them grow in their faith. And so those brothers then decided they wanted to sell them because then they wouldn't have to look at them. So there's this other part of, of that first reading that, so they threw Joseph in the cistern, but they had to hear him and they had to constantly think about him. So for them, it was easier to just sell their brother. Then they didn't have to think about him because he was somebody else's problem. So think about it, that in our daily lives as well. How many of you are constantly um, faced with those, the, the, um, sins that you have done or the things that are maybe negative in your life or you feel like aren't going your way and you're constantly just kind of pushing them to the side but they're always nagging at you they're always there and you know that they're there well part of the reason that we go to confession and I know not everybody is Catholic here um, but to also just confess our sins to God in our personal prayer um, however you do that when we confess our sins to God that's similar to selling off, um, selling off Joseph, right? Selling off the brother. So as you hear these gospels, the gospels aren't meant to make us depressed, but God is still sending us good news and that he has not given up on us. So as I reflected on these readings today, one of the things I thought deeply about um, was the way that they had decided they didn't want that constant nagging in their life of, of thinking about the fact that Joseph was in that cistern. So they sold him and got him out of their lives. And while obviously I don't um, condone that behavior at all, the way that I kind of turn that around to the positive things in life is that maybe what we need to do instead of letting that sin constantly nag at us and the things that are weighing on our hearts is to come closer to God, to pray to God and, and give our sins up to God so that he can take care of those, so that we can continue to live um, the life that we know that we should be living, a, a life that's closer in faith towards God and one another. So how can we push out that jealousy? How can we not act like the tenants of the vineyard or Joseph's brothers in having that jealousy? So although we've been giving you these many things, how can we share our faith with others? So if we reflect just briefly um, back on this past week, um, we learned from Martha and Mary just yesterday that we are to be present, to be present and to serve others, both of them. And it needs to be a balance when, within our life. We also learned about being intentional with John the Baptist and being intentional with our friendships and our relationships that we have with others. We also learned about living an integrated life. And so that was St. Thomas More. And how can we integrate faith and prayer and service into our daily lives? Instead of saying, I'm going to church on Sunday and check the box and that is done. But how can we come back to the daily life that we're living and integrate those acts of service, prayer and being intentional in our daily lives? And then the last one is that um, being dissatisfied with something. So on Monday, <clears throat> when we learned about St. Francis of Assisi, instead of being angry and frustrated with the life that we've been given, similar to the tenants and the, um, the, the brothers of Joseph here today, how, if, we're, if we're given a life that we're not happy with or we're not proud of, 
Are we being called to rebuild the church? Are we being called to rebuild our faith and to believe in one another and to be there for one another? Maybe it's not physically. We think about St. Francis of Assisi. He thought that calling was to physically build a church. And no, it was so that he, as a sinner, could help rebuild the church in that all of the people that he knew, he could help restore their faith as well. Know that our church needs us. And I'm not talking about our individual churches right now, but Christianity needs us. Each of you have felt that calling of God to help one another, to grow deeper in our faith. And it might not seem comfortable for you at first to start sharing um, the good, good news of salvation with everyone. However, if we think back to, um, I don't know if, if you've read the or listened to the Dynamic Catholics video today, um, but in there they talk about the, the, just the little acts of love. Those little acts of love can go a long ways. And so our communities need us. Our churches need us. Start to show up for your community, um, whether that's initially just in, in your actual community, the town in which you live, or if you're being called to attend church again, to come back, to share your faith with others, and to start living that integrate, integrated life that we're called to live. So I know I um, question whether or not I should even talk about the coronavirus. Um, however, I really feel that this is something that we as Christians can pray about. And instead of going crazy and doing the secular things that our media is calling us to do, stocking up on toilet paper and hand sanitizer and all of that, how many of you have started to pray to God more? Ask God to come into our lives to heal us and to heal us, to heal others who have been impacted by this virus. Be there with those who um, are on the front lines in our healthcare system. To be there for those who are facing um, really tough decisions as to whether or not to cancel the, the things that they were planning to do with their families. Be there for those. And help us to trust in the Lord that he will protect us and guide us. And hopefully that by the actions that are happening in our world, that will help to protect so many others who have been faced with the um, awfulness of this uh, of this virus and so don't forget to pray to God no matter what comes into our lives and no matter how severe it is remember to come back to these basic things that we're focusing on prayer intentionality having a daily routine and incorporating little acts of love into our daily lives so thanks for being here everyone we're going to close with a prayer um, and then let's begin in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear Lord, I hope that you have guided us on this journey and opened our hearts to the, the sins and failures in ways that we have betrayed you in the past. Help us to know and to realize that even though those things have happened, that you are still there for us. You don't intend for us to feel panic for us to feel jealousy or hatred towards one another, but help us to find how we can live through your word to share the gospel with one another, to be there for our friends and family, to help support them and help them to get closer to you and our ultimate resting place in heaven. Dear Lord, I pray that you grant us comfort and protection as we face our daily life, and help us to show that love and patience and sustainability to one another in your name. 
In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for joining us, everyone. I hope you're prepared to have a wonderful weekend. Um, and even if, if uh, this coronavirus has changed your plans, know that maybe you're being called to be present with your family, with your friends, and to show up for those around you instead of being called to go in different directions. Have a great weekend, everyone. We'll see you tomorrow morning. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for wholeness and not for evil, to give you a future full of hope. Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. Thank you for joining us on the Emerge podcast. We hope you enjoyed the journey and are prepared to emerge strengthened.